0: Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Hey, welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. (laughs) We just were screaming with laughter and put it under the blanket. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) fellas, good to have you here. Arnick, Deli, Josh. Yo, yo. My name is Andy, and we are in the book of Not Revelations revelation, Revelation. singular Singular revelation of Jesus. And uh, so we've all decided that we really don't have any idea what any of it means. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that tuned in for that. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you that Google searched, we have no idea what's going on. And so rather than confuse you, we thought Arnick would just read portions of Portions of Revelation in the voices of Denzel Washington, Samuel Jackson, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. and of course T.D. All the
1: infamous. Yes. All the infamous, infamous brothers that a gravelly voice guy can do. Well, he
0: was he was entertaining us a minute ago. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Sorry that you weren't in studio, but maybe, yeah. Maybe on a Sunday I'll just have him open my my scripture reading. And dude, you could be up in the balcony. I'm like Samuel Jackson will be reading the scripture today. Yeah. Just the wireless mic up there.
1: I'll be ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play some of the the music from their movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very entertaining. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Probably more entertaining than this podcast today, because we're in <laughs> Revelation 10. There <laughs> And there's something about an angel and a little scroll. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like something you'd read in third grade. The angel and the little scroll.
2: A <laughs> uh, uh, picture book that you'd yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, except in this context, like, frogs are coming out of someone's mouth. <laughs> yeah. And they have swords and horns and vials mm. and smoke. Things are coming and, from
2: the skies and yes. so it's like clouds are opening up. And, cities
0: as prostitutes, et cetera, et cetera. Like and Princess forget, Pride. Yeah, Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> rodents of unusual size oh, yeah. throughout oh, the whole thing. <laughs> and don't forget 666. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. So looking at Revelation 10, which is just a couple weeks to go, and we will be finishing the uh, New Testament, which is super cool. It's been a yeah. fun journey, fun journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book opens up John's vision, the revelation of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he's about. And, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the concepts because f- nobody was kidding. We don't, we don't know what's going on here. There's a mm-hmm. lot of, uh, type and shadow and even things like, uh, the moon turned to blood and the sun went dark. When I was a kid, I remember,
3: Oh goodness. Do you like uh-huh. we were thinking?
0: And I'd even see, you know the days when the when, like moon was a particular color yeah, or the like ha- harvest moon or yeah, something yeah, yeah or the sun and mm-hmm. what oh, is man. the sun what the sun goes dark looks like or when the clouds would hit it you know and you could see the the kind of the outline <laughs> are you right <laughs> the, <laughs> the outline yeah, the yeah, yeah. it was a universal yeah. church kid my thing grandma. isn't it I'll call yeah, my you see and it's like oh no like i'm looking right at the sun is to it looks Yes, soft, <laughs> powdered soft, circle. Is this it? Yeah. And then if that happened, and then there was a break in the clouds somewhere else, off to the horizon, and it better not be to the east. The Sunbeams. It was over, bro. You were praying. Yeah, pack oh, your bags. No,
1: no bad behavior that day, and you call your grandmother because you don't. Your parents spank you, so you don't trust them. Kevin, <laughs> so You're like, Grandma, are you still here, dude? Did I, yes, you, <laughs> did I tell you? Yes, baby.
0: Did I tell you? I was a youth pastor. This is before Emma. So it would have been around 98, 2000, somewhere in there. And I'm in the office one day, and uh, landline phone, phone rings, and I, I pick up, and one of the kids, it'd be like, AJ, calling me, or Eli, you know? And like, hey, they call me Brother Smith. I'm like, hey, Brother Smith. I'm like, hey, it was Jake, this kid, Jake Holston. Shout out, Jake Holston, uh, who I just corresponded with the other day, actually, on Facebook. It was fun. Make this connection. So anyway, he's a teenager, and uh i say hey buddy what's up uh hi how you doing brother smith i'm like i'm good bro what's what's going on what can i do for you what's what's on your mind uh uh i'm like jake dude he goes fine i i thought the rapture took place and i called you to make <laughs> rapture sure What <check>. <laughs> i told him i said Bro, no one's ever called me. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever called me to check and see. Yeah. I was not on anybody's list. That, yeah. Like if, if Andy's still here, it didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah,
2: never. I okay. thought, what a
0: defining moment in my ministry, man. My preaching was better <laughs> right after that.
2: Wow. Yeah. G- Ginny, Ginny Tomey is on my list, too. So I'm going to call <laughs> Ginny right. Tomey, who who yeah. makes blankets for little babies, That's right? Um right. am yeah. If she's still here,
1: then I'm, I'm okay. You're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I asked my kids at a dinner one time. We were That's a good a opening question. Who would you call in this household? And Cherie's just sitting there, just... Biggest look of pride on her face because she's not, she knows what's coming. They're like, We call mom. <laughs> I'm like, well, thanks. You wouldn't call the one that's the pastor and all oh that. He, yeah. He can't be trusted. So. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. I haven't got there yet.
0: Yeah. Pretty funny those stories and how they in, influence us and even things like the sun, sun going dark. Mm-hmm. And, and one day it hit me if the sun goes dark, we're all dead. Yeah. Yeah right yeah. <laughs> so so the typology of these things mm-hmm. and what it means and you know seven heads and 10 horns and swords out of mouths mm-hmm. and horses and all these things uh wonderful wonderful uh conversation around the barbecue grill and i'm sure that probably aggravated someone because they've dedicated their life to figuring that stuff out mm-hmm. right but bottom line is uh Jesus is Lord and King, right? And he shows up with written on his hip, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and just that whole idea. And however that all plays out, uh, not to be, uh, I don't know what would, what would what you and I were just talking, Josh and I, a few minutes ago, were just talking about the the level of how much we care mm-hmm. and yeah. don't care, yeah. right? And I think what's come is not a what's come to us is not a
1: Uh, we're not dismissing. dismiss. Dismiss. Yeah. That's the, the word I was thinking of. Dismiss. Well. Yeah, yeah. Not,
0: we're not dismissing it. It's just this faith in Jesus and who He is, mm-hmm. and and again, not to be condescending or patronizing, but like what matters. Let me say what matters most: the recognition of, okay, you're Lord, mm-hmm. and we get to hear that and see that, yeah. and going through this entire new covenant reading, mm-hmm. we come to the very end and we acknowledge that you're the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then, whether or not and I think this is reflective of my walk with God right now, whether or not I understand it or not, not a deal breaker
3: yeah yeah i'm still gonna be not even a, there. not even a game yeah. changer yeah. Like, yeah
0: okay, I don't understand that at all, yeah, okay, yeah. what does that do to my faith? nothing, yeah. like my faith is still there, okay, I don't yeah. understand mm-hmm. yeah. yeah in some ways that's freeing
1: yeah it is
0: free
3: I do think it's freeing i mean i I grew up in in the era of of the end times where like the rage and and my father, who was a pastor, <clears throat> preached on the end times and had his certain, you know, theories on what revelation meant, and and so that's what I heard growing up. And then as my faith personally increased and became my own, I think it wasn't dismissive or apathetic. It was more of, um, I'm I'm going to choose to focus on things that uh, matter more to me. Right. And and you know, if I have to go through hard things at the end of the world, then I will, and Jesus will be with me, and we'll be okay. And if I don't, okay. And if I don't even get any of it right, okay. I mean I'm okay. <laughs> that's right. Like I'll be all right.
0: So <laughs> I anticipating I, I anticipate showing up for whatever is after this and having lots of things wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I anticipate yeah. and I'm not sure if I'm gonna laugh mm-hmm. about it or Absolutely. cry about it. Like I'm gonna be so embarrassed, I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's what I said. Yeah. Like I'm I so thought s- that I'm so sorry. I missed that well, one. Well, when you look at yeah. the scripture and it says like they throw him in the pit. And you look over the edge of the abyss. And we look down and we're going, that's, the, the scripture says, it. like, that's the guy?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the one we that tortured us? That's the one we're afraid of? Wow. So yeah. I anticipate these realizations <laughs> anyway. Of And I think, I, I don't know, we love to have everything figured out. But I think, it's,
1: I think it's nice when I'm just
0: like, I don't have to have it figured out.
1: Yeah. Or And, and, and you shouldn't act like you do. I think when you remove the mystery of God, I mean, I don't think that helps us. I think that when we pretend like we know everything, and you can interpret Scripture however you want, I think all of us sitting here, for the most part, and a lot of people that are listening, we come from what Josh is talking about, that where eschatology, you know, the study of the end times dominated the church. And I look at it now, and I'm like, man, when I go to preach as a preacher or even a try to pastor people, I'm thinking, what can they take away in their life for today that makes them a better believer? What will make them a better servant? What will encourage them? And I honestly, looking back on my childhood and this being so prevalent in the culture, I mean, we actually, I don't know if you guys feel this strong about it, I feel like we almost made this the point of being saved, of, of knowing Christ now it so doesn't play into my daily walk with God. And some of that just comes from service. When you go to serve people through the word of God, I can clearly see that this is, and, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, this doesn't feel like the gospel message. It feels like a prophecy. And I'm saying just the same thing as Andy said. I don't dismiss it. I'm sure it has fruit. But I'm much more comfortable saying, you know what, I've heard 20 people preach revelation, and I've heard 20 people preach it differently. So what I'm going to do is go with what I absolutely know. Jesus is the way. Mm -hmm. He absolutely makes me righteous because I'm not. Uh, He saved me by grace, and he can save others. That's about it. That's all I've got. I don't know when he's coming. Actually, Jesus said, don't really mess with that. Don't try to understand that. Okay. So I, I, I don't I don't know even how that's all going to play out. I don't know if I've met the Antichrist before. I don't
2: know any of this.
1: But I do know this. Arnick was a dark guy. Yeah, I and, was I was actually you know, thinking
2: the same thing you yeah. you're just saying right there is That, that... Arnick's a dark guy? <laughs> you see, if I end on he that, everybody's going
1: to think I'm saying something I'm not saying. He is Batman. Arnick is a brother, but I'm actually kind of fair-skinned. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Arnick is a dark guy. Anark was saved by grace. Yeah, well, that's all I know. Now. Well,
2: well, and what what I was think was right before that when you're saying that most, even when Paul was writing letters, right? He's writing letters because of a lot of times the people in the church that he had planted were just like putting up their feet and like, hey, yeah. Yeah. it's over, you know? Who who forget about it? Like it's the end times. Who cares? Because he said it's happening right now, and he's like, no even him even Paul is like no we're not we're not talking about eschatology we don't know when it's happening that's right we don't know when it's gonna when it's going go and down and actually go that. yeah go back and actually start and live your quiet life like Work with your hands. Contin- don't the give Thessalonians my faith. Yeah, fave, yeah you know? man. Like just, yeah. just all those things. It, it, so I, I laugh when you guys are saying like we grew up in the eschatology times. I'm like, man, man nothing
0: new under the sun. Yeah, that same thing. Yeah, it's the same into, right?
2: thing that Paul was writing letters to. Right, like stop looking at that and look back at Jesus and walk that out right well, I now. think of the book the of Hebrews,
0: experience. where uh, the book is written to people that are under under duress and trial. And he's like, hey, Jesus is greater than this. And Jesus is greater than this. And Jesus is greater than this. And reading through the book of Revelation, uh, read the whole thing. And, and at the end, Jesus is greater than all of it. So to recognize, I mean, the hope that you get out of that, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All this chaos and craziness. Yeah. He's greater than all those. What, were you, what was going on?
1: Well, I'm just thinking about the fact that I had a deja vu moment because way back in the spring we were having this discussion and I'm going to tell you when it was we were talking about the scripture where Jesus is about to send to heaven and Peter's going away with him to give instruction and John is kind of lagging behind Peter in all of this and at the end of this I know you'll remember the scripture I believe it's at the end of the book of John where John is about to just sit and where Jesus has ascended into heaven and wait for him to come back. And there, there was even a rumor that maybe John won't die because of what Jesus' response to that was. Can you imagine the idea of just sitting and not caring for the people around you and just focusing just solely on this? And the reason why I bring that point up is because I think that revelation and not necessarily false, but faulty interpretation of it and where its place is in the church, I'm just telling you, it's been the source for a lot of apathy. Mm -hmm. For me, there are literally, what we were discussing before we even came on, there's literally things I can point to that I did not do Mm -hmm. because I said, what's the point? Because I mean, you know, in our culture, Jesus yeah. was coming and before to, 2000. To, yeah, to
0: clarify, you're saying yeah. if he's if he's returning, and it's happening in the next year, or so yeah. then why invest? Yeah. Right. Why invest why, in the community? That's what John was going to do. Why yeah. Just sit in there, in mm-hmm. lives and people? Yeah, that's a true thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I did some of that. I'm just I'm confessing that openly. That a great deal of my teenage years. I was born perfectly in 1980, the greatest decade of all time. <laughs> and so I'm 10 in 1990, and I remember the watch night service leading into, mm. you know, 1990. Well, we know we have 10 years or less. Jeez, yeah. I mean, that sure. was preached by people I trusted. Sure. And then when you get to 1999, like, what, I'm again? like, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. And now I'm 42. With grown children, and I'm just telling you, it's it's it's, and that's just something I take from this. It's so important that we be sent when we preach, because if we're not preaching the real gospel message, you can be feeding some to someone that causes them to live a false reality. Mm-hmm. And the gospel's hope; it's not false reality, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
0: So what what I did see in the church uh, in the last 40 years is the shift around like for example environmental awareness things like that you know we're not going to be here anyway so exploit the resources of the earth or you know whatever those kinds of things might be uh and and almost like <clears throat> um uh Josh are you saved? Yes, okay, del you. Oh, arnick no. Well, let's get you saved and then we just just moving on, mm-hmm. yeah, like like that's the harvest or something, <laughs> reaping that as opposed to pausing and recognition of taking care of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the long game, as Simon Sinek would say, right? Yeah. To play the long game, the infinite game with people. And then there's the flip side where Peter talks about folks that mock, mm-hmm. and uh, we were all scared until 2000, and then when he didn't come in 2000, we're all like. Psh. Well, who cared, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you got that. Where's the promise of his coming as well? Mm-hmm. And in the readings for the next couple of weeks, at the back end of, Delia and I were talking about this this afternoon, at the back end of Revelation, uh, red letters. Mm-hmm. And four, four times, maybe you could count five times, Jesus speaks, it's red letters. And he says, I come like a thief. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Mm-hmm. And then one time it says, you know, the spirit and the bride say come. And he says, Come. Right. Like that was, I'm so intrigued by that right now. Currently real time as we're sitting here, I'm like, that's the message you said over and over at the very end, coming back. Like that's what he led with every single time. And sometimes he talked about people that were in the fenced yard and outside the gate, outside the fenced yard and those, those kind of, that kind of language, but I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So I think it's an interesting, um, maybe a challenge for us to just let both of those things sit on the table.
1: Right, right. You don't dismiss it, and you don't obsess over it, but you pay attention to it. Mm And it's the parable that Jesus gave of the five wise and the five foolish. The the point of that story is not that there's one group that missed it there was one group that was working and prepared and it was perpetual to keep those lamps filled every day they had to get up and refill them so i love how you put that it's not that we're dismissing it it has to be on the table but it's the work that makes that that gives us that hope in and of itself you know and i don't want to come across like we don't believe in the afterlife or any of that stuff But it's just the point is, it's the work and the focus on one another. You said something that struck me, the taking care of each other. I can't imagine if I didn't have this group in my life right now today. That's what I'm sitting around here grateful for. When all I thought about was this, I didn't think about becoming friends with anybody. Because I'm like, it's not going to matter. And, yeah, <laughs> but now you you're, we've revealed just through living this thing that the best part of a relationship with Christ is when I come in here and you guys, you know, it's not going to be on air, but you, you, you rebuke me a little bit. <laughs> or I get to rebuke you or yeah. we get to talk about this is where we went wrong. It's the making mm-hmm. of the person. That's the journey. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I almost turned Siri on. I
0: yeah. think one of the interesting Things too uh, in the book of Revelation before we dial in here on ten is the first couple chapters of the churches, mm-hmm. the seven churches, and the messages to the angel, which I I don't think is uh, I mean maybe it's an angel, but uh, there's also a large group that thinks it's the pastor or the leader of that 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 group of people. Regardless, mm-hmm. uh, the messages sent to these people and how. I can read that and it can become transcendent for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, Smyrna, Thyatira, Philadelphia, those things. Mm -hmm. I couldn't point out most of those on a map for you. Mm -hmm. But can I hear a message that was sent to them and then overlay that on my own life, my understanding? Because I think what's in all of those is applicable Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. for
0: us. Even though it's not my particular thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've lost my first love. I may be as dialed in. To my first love is anything. But you said it a few weeks ago. We were talking about something else, but you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's at the door. It's outside the door, always trying to get it. That that hit me hard, and I've been thinking about it for the last several weeks. The reality of that, we do a lot of things really right here in this community, and I think we have our priorities in the right space. I think we do things intentionally, and and we, we care for each other, correct each other, help each other. I think it's getting healthier. And and all that other mess is right at the door. Yeah. <laughs> right? Don't the, open it. Yeah, and the awareness of that, right? And um, I don't know what Sunday's message is going to be, but I feel like uh, love love tells you the truth is what I feel like mm. is coming at. You know, like love just looks at you and says, hey, here's the truth.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what love does. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate, uh, really appreciate how it opens, appreciate how it ends. Mm-hmm. And I have read it differently this time. Mm -hmm. meaning those middle 15 chapters that, you know, have frogs and all the (laughs) whore of Babylon and all that crazy stuff. Uh, so in 10, Mm -hmm. you and I were talking today about 10, you connected it to Ezekiel.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, but, um, I mean, so Ezekiel, I I was in one of the footnotes. It's talking about the little scroll, right? Mm -hmm. So this, this uninspired heading, as Jeremy would say. You know, he's not here, but, you know, we still love him. But uh, the angel and the little scroll, and so I was like, what is this? Why? For one, why is it called a little scroll? You know, I'm like... Bite size. <laughs> yeah, like just, it's not just a scroll, but, <laughs> yeah, bite size. <laughs> but how he's describing this angel, this mass to me, a massive angel that's standing, you know, coming, I feel like halfway out of the sky and halfway on both the land and the the ocean and all that stuff. And, um, and then he talks about this scroll and how he's eating it, and I'm like, oh, okay, Ezekiel also ate this scroll. And um, for him, uh, he read it. It was actually, I think on the scroll, it was written front and back, which scrolls didn't normally, like, mm-hmm. be, were not written front and back. And it was because it was all of this rebellious things that Israel was doing, like, woe to Israel for all these things. And mm-hmm. now you need to eat it because I want you to go tell them about it. You know, like tell them where they need to turn back to God. And so that's the kind of the gist. And that's that's an Ezekiel too, if you guys want to go check that out. But just all these, this writing and words of lament and mourning and like just sadness and just all these things that are on there. But it's, it's the word of God, like just where they, where they missed the mark, right? Like where they missed the mark is pretty much what it was. And, and he's like, eat this and then go tell them. and He's like, well, it, you know, it tasted sweet, but Fair. then it was bitter in his stomach. And so, right here in in this chapter ten, parallel, yeah, it's yeah. very parallel to me. And so, I'm like, I'm thinking about what does that what does that mean? What does that look like? And um, and so, and in, in, I'm just gonna read it because it's it's le- I'm gonna read these last few verses here. So you stand up, looking at this angel, and a voice comes down, and it, and it's um, it says, but in the in the days when the seventh angel is about to sound his trumpet. Uh, or his trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished or the gospel of God will be accomplished just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice that I had heard from the heavens spoke to me once more, go take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel who's standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel, asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, take it and eat it. It will turn your stomach sour, but in your mouth it'll taste sweet as honey. I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it in my stomach, it turned sour. Then I was told, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. And so I, in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about that, of how th- this is, to me, the, the scroll. Where I'm thinking the word, right? It's the word, and how it is, it is sweet. It, it, it has goodness, it has love, it has mercy, it has grace. But when you're not walking that way and you have to tell somebody about how they're not walking that way, it's a little uneasy. It makes your stomach uneasy to share the fact that, man, you're, you're missing the mark, right? And, you, and so I'm just thinking about this. And I, and I told you earlier today, like right, this, this grace and truth, his mercy and his justice, his righteousness and holiness and, and his grace. I'm just thinking about the, that tension and how he, he's even saying, like, I, I need you to go tell people. I need to, I need you to tell the nations. I need you to tell the people, the, all the different languages, the kings, that this is this is what it is. This is my word. And so I'm just I'm just thinking about that, um, in regards to, again, hearing, the word and how some hear and some, you know, don't don't listen, and respond. Because Jesus says that very every time he said woe to you, he was saying, and some of you have ears to hear, and you're going to turn, and some of you are not. And So anyway, I was just thinking about that and. In regards to this, uh, uh, you know, I go, of course, I skipped over the, the fiery pillars of legs and all the things up there at the beginning. But <laughs> I'll Thank let you, so I'll that. let you guys kind of think and, re- and ponder mm-hmm. on that. But anyway, I don't know that's what that was what was hitting me today.
1: Psalms, uh, the scripture in Psalms it talks about the statutes of the Lord, and of course, I only know the King James version. All right, grievous. They're not grievous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, not grievous. Um, they're righteous altogether. But I'm thinking about what you said about that tension. Yeah, we we love the grace of God. We love the mercy of God. But we have to also desire His justice in our lives. Mm-hmm. And Psalms talks about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more are they to be desired than gold. Yes, even much fine gold. And then he the the psalmist says, it's sweeter. Than the honey, yeah, and the honeycomb, mm-hmm. and it's talking about the law of the Lord being yeah. perfect, His word, yeah, and we have to desire that for our lives. And so, I guess the the best way to say it is, it ain't all on the preacher. Yeah, I mean, you, what you, you, that parallel is so important because it is bitter, and sometimes God gives us what we need for people's lives, and the frustration of leadership sometimes is, man. I can see it, God. Please just let them see it for themselves. Mm -hmm. But you have to, more are they to be desired. Mm -hmm. More than gold, more than we want homes and cars. We have to desire the justice Mm -hmm. of God in our lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful, man. Preach, Deli.
3: I also think it's a piece, it it is a picture of discipleship. It's not just for preachers and pastors. It is if you are going to be discipling or in discipleship, being discipled by somebody else, these things, th- this picture is something that happens. It's like, yeah. look, I, I, I can tell you I've sat with somebody lately that um, what I say, they—they, they, I'm speaking the Holy Spirit to them and they are, are hearing and then not acting, and that makes my stomach bitter or sour. Wow, that's good. And yeah. yet... The very last verse says, "And I was told you must again yeah. prophesy. <laughs> Got to do it again about many peoples." And 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 it's it's literally a picture of what our lives should look like. Mm-hmm. There are going to be times where, uh, whatever, even if we have, we are inspired by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to speak to somebody into their lives. It's exactly what they need to hear, mm-hmm. and yet they don't act. Yeah. Yet they don't hear, mm-hmm. and. Guess what? You get to do it again.
2: Wait, wait. Oh, I was gonna say you actually don't talk to them ever again, and you just shove them to the side. I thought. No, that, it, no, no. It, no but it, yeah, you proclaim it again. Exactly. The next morning, when you sorry, could be I the I just had to and it could be down. the
3: same person, and it could be. Yeah. I, I got the next meeting. And, I mean, that's literally and what it is. Thank God. Yeah.
1: Somebody did that for us. Exactly. In some area mm. of our life, there was somewhere where we were stubborn, and somebody was patient. And just kept speaking the justice of God into our lives. Yeah, so I want to but encourage those dead.
3: listening, keep speaking, keep that's listening, right. keep keep being the conduit as we say. And there are times where it's just not accepted and, and that's not on you. Yeah. yeah. And you need to just be John in this moment mm-hmm. and be ready to prophesy again.
2: Yeah. So I, I, I jumped over to Matthew ten, because um, it was kind of referenced in my in my study bible and and he's uh, Jesus is just sending out the twelve like, and to go out and into the, I forget what area it was, but going out and just to, with the following instructions, like to go out and um, gather the lot of sheep, as you go, proclaim the message, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse them, and I'm and just this whole thing where you're sent out among wolves, and, you know, your sheep among wolves and, and all of that, and, and then he goes over here and he says, don't be afraid, because I think about this in the, in the context of being a prophet, right? Like you're proclaiming what has happened that God told you, and how to correct it and and he's saying like don't be afraid because a lot of times we're not gonna speak we're not gonna say those things because we're afraid of what's gonna happen yep. on the other end right yeah. and so he's saying like don't be afraid nothing that is uh, concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known what I tell you in the dark um, and speak it you speak it in the daylight what is whispering in your ear proclaim it from the rooftops because, like, don't, don't, don't be afraid of those who can kill the body but cannot kill the skull. I'm just thinking about that in regards to we, we're afraid, right? We're afraid sometimes to proclaim those things. that We're afraid to talk in grace and truth because of how we talked about, me and Andy today, about how messy it is. Yep. It's just messy, right? It's sweet and it's bitter. It makes my stomach churn when I have to actually come up and, and have enough gumption to say something that is truthful, but then I'm also going to, I'm not going anywhere. Right, yeah. like that's that's hard. And so I, I it's just man, it's uh Well, the
0: longevity of the love piece. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not too off from parenting, I might <laughs> say.
3: Really darn close. Yeah.
0: Almost, yeah, right? I mean, okay, I was told as a kid what to do and I did, and sometimes I didn't. Mm-hmm. I tell my own kids what to do for their own good. I'm like, "Hello, I I did this. I was 14. I you know, I'm not By I'm there. not doing a replay." Mm-hmm. I, uh I'm trying to help you. Right. And and sometimes it's taken and I thank you, Father, you know, and other times not. Mm-hmm. You don't bail, you know, you get three chances and then I'm out. You're not yeah. listening to me. Yeah. No, that's not the love mm-hmm. of a father, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so just the projection of that and the recognition in our own life, uh, I'm gonna ask you to close in mm-hmm. prayer, but I, I wanna just point something out that is a a practical <coughs> extension mm-hmm. of this uh, in just a few minutes, I'm going to go teach a boundaries class. And I usually ask at the beginning of that class, you know, what do boundaries do? They define us and protect us. And mm-hmm. and why do people struggle with boundaries? Because everybody thinks they're, well, almost everybody thinks they're lousy at mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah. And so we get the same answers. It's, it's basically two things. Uh, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't set boundaries on people because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece pretty close to it is I don't want, them to hurt me like i don't know how they'll respond Mm -hmm. and their response may hurt me cut off our relationship they may actually be violent with me and abusive and physical with me or something but i don't want to hurt them i don't want to hurt me Mm -hmm. so i just don't set the boundaries yeah well that's not so different from what we're talking about Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but when you love and this is probably just firing me up for sunday when you (laughs) when you love you tell the truth Yeah. yeah but the truth doesn't have to be like this jagged sword. Mm-hmm. No. No, you speak the truth. Right of Ephesians said you speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you were talking about folks and the discipleship piece of it all and encouraging them. How about you pray us out today? Yeah,
3: no problem. Oh, Holy Spirit, we are <laughs> it's always amazing to sit around a table and talk. Mm-hmm. Um let it be let it be for Christ way, that, and those listening, that we, we can just do more of that, mm-hmm. that we can talk through the Word and um, encourage one another, walk alongside one another. And I just, I just read today, you're reminding me that you know, you're, you're not <laughs> a discipler unless you're in discipleship. So God, let that be. Let that be for all of us, that we, were, mm-hmm. we have humility to say we need, and we don't know it all, and we need help. And give us courage to yes. say the things we need to say and to walk with those that, quite frankly, are hard to walk next to sometimes, knowing that we were hard to walk next to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we trust yeah. you, Jesus. We thank you for this, uh, this whole year of, of just walking through the New Testament. Yeah. Um, strengthen us. Strengthen this body and strengthen this group and strengthen those listening in Jesus' name amen amen
0: amen Amen. i'm sitting here i'm like i love the lord i love you guys i love the chance to have these kinds of conversations what a what a gift so mm-hmm. i hope that uh for for you listening you feel like you've pulled a chair up to this very table with us and and uh have been a part of this conversation because we have certainly been thinking about you and welcome you yes. around mm-hmm. the table so uh, yep. we are about to round it out in uh 2022 yeah. hope wow. uh your holiday season is blessed and restful and meaningful and filled with his spirit and uh thank you for joining us today and uh we'll we'll look forward to being with you again next week take care